Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10:30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. Joy is the third advent Sunday of Christmas. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to Israel. No, all people. Luke 6, Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for indeed your reward is great in heaven. Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They'd have a podcast. I said to the disciples, they'd have a podcast. And I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who don't need repentance. Um, As Pastor Michael always suggests, coaches us, don't hesitate to write these out. They were birthed with great labor. (laughs) Joy is the third advent of Christmas. Joy was born on Christmas morning. Love came down. Oops! That's next week. I said joy was born on Christmas morning. All right, several definitions. Uh, Friday morning, Jill will like these definitions. Uh, Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. Shall we stand and be dismissed? No. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life, even in 2020, even in this election year. It's the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. Next, joy. Emotion of great delight or happiness. Caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying, keen pleasure, elation, verb, the expression or display of a glad feeling, state of happiness, be glad. The Holman Bible Dictionary, joy, a state of delight and well-being that results from knowing and serving God. I remember might have been uh, evangelist Dwight Thompson 30 years ago saying he was illustrating the point of joy and he, he was, there was this uh, billionaire in the back of a limousine in Los Angeles and the, the downtown roads were under repair. And he was uh, very upset. He had a schedule. Uh, he was being delayed and he was frustrated and traffic was stopped. You know, La Cienega, 4th and Flower, all those streets that... Uh, are familiar 
if you grew up in the city of the angels. So the limousine stopped just like a cab or like an older Chevy. And he noticed that coming up through one of those work tunnels was a man with a helmet. He rolled his window down, and the man was singing, Some glad morning when my life is o'er, I'll fly away. And Dwight said, the billionaire said, How can I have so much and feel so empty? And this guy working under terra firma, how he can have so little and yet sing about so much. Wow. Matthew 2.10, when the Magi saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. I'm going to talk about them in a few moments in another verse. When the Magi saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Someone said, the big Christmas star is coming out this year. And uh, somebody in here knows when, check, you know, somebody knows when that's supposed to appear. And uh, so we can more and more see how that event, though it could be orchestrated by God with a singular planetary, you know, action, and uh, come back again. Luke 1, 14. You will have joy and gladness. You will have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Thank you, Michael. This is the Magi back again, Matthew 2. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And I thought, even though Jesus says to them in this passage, don't be joyous because you can cast out demons. Be joyous because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But here's what I want to say. There's tremendous joy from seeing people set free. Don't stop. Don't stop praying for people, praying for their deliverance, praying for their healing, praying that the devils are cast out, believing God that they're, uh, they're healed in body, mind, soul, and spirit. Amen? There is joy from seeing people changed by God's power. And you know who carries the power? You do. You have the power to bring joy to them. And yes, as Jesus said, but rather be joyous that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Joy is a synonym for Christmas. And don't judge the authors. I just thought joy is a synonym for Christmas. All right. Joy comes from receiving forgiveness from our Heavenly Father. If you've ever seen these um, series that go into a house and they change the house, upgrade it, and um, where the after is hardly to be able to compare to the before, sometimes as they take off the wall, they'll see the foundation has been chewed away by termites. Or maybe there's mold damage. And without fail, they say, they have to stop, pull those, uh, pull the lumber out that's no good, and put lumber in that is good, a foundation that is strong. 
You can't add false joy to a person who has termites, to a person who's trying to shortcut it and say, I have sinned, now honor me before the people, as Saul did. No. Let the Holy Spirit and the cleansing power of the blood forgive you and cleanse you and knock out the old foundation where bitterness has eaten some of them and it's kind of rot down there and you can't put pressure on your soul in prayer. Say, Holy Spirit, rebuild my foundation. Forgive me and then watch me be a temple fit for the master's use. Joy comes from receiving forgiveness of our sins from our Heavenly Father through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Christmas gift. He came to die for us. Joy comes from receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In Acts 1 and 2, we find the disciples kind of sad. They are kind of on a detour wanting to know when he would restore, Christ would restore the kingdom to Israel. Where are we going to be? Are we the cabinet? What's next, Lord? And uh, the word came to the disciples. Jesus says in 24, when he was, uh, a cloud parted him out of their sight, and he said, you go back to Jerusalem, and you wait there and tarry for the promise of the Father. And in Acts 1 and 2, the word to the disciples, they began with 500 on Mount Bethany. They ended up with 120 in the upper room. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and there come a mighty sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were seated, and cloven tongues like fire sat upon them, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave utterance. And their hearts were totally overjoyed. And people in town and religious doctors said, where did these men get this education? For they took knowledge of them that they were with Jesus. And they might have been ex-fishermen, ex-accountants, ex-workers. But when they gathered together and the Holy Ghost filled their lives, they had joy, 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 unspeakable and full of glory. And you cannot repaint the house until you follow what the building permit says. Tarry for the promise of the Father. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Paul says, I thank God I talk in tongues more than you all. Writing 14 epistles, pioneering those churches, putting up with believers and preachers. He had to be full of the Holy Ghost. I say in the house of God or an altar in your house. I encourage you, men and women everywhere, to lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting and set a fresh baptism of your Holy Spirit. Joy, 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 joy. For when God indeed baptismals your temple and it flows over and you were unable to declare in your native tongue the wonderful praises of God, you're going to have joy. Amen. 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 Come on, brothers and sisters. Knock this COVID 
barnacle off of the ship of your life and be filled with joy. Be filled with joy. Praying in the Spirit and praying with your native tongue. Singing in the Spirit and singing with your native tongue. Joy starts when I am forgiven of my sin. And it's kind of like a turbo charged when we are filled with the Holy Ghost. Singing in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Romans 8 says we don't know how to pray. As we should. It wasn't slotness, but the Holy Spirit prays through us with groanings that cannot be uttered. That searches the deep things of God. We have a key to the CIA in heaven. The secret things. Yes, we do. I challenge you to take the biggest request of your life. Maybe it's an adult child. Sometimes an adult child that knows the Lord and is walking closely. Sometimes it's an adult child that has drifted away. Whoever that is, whatever that request is, I challenge you to think about that request and pray in an unknown tongue because that way you put, you put the delta force on that petition. Joy comes from extending forgiveness to those who broke up with us in high school. Yes, Lord. I intentionally put it that way to remind us how long sometimes we carry an offense. Charlie told me, you didn't need that woman anyway. God's got something better for you. In fact, he was kind of the reason why God torpedoed that relationship. I almost said God rest his soul, but Charlie, he's coming up for the holidays. He said, sad hearts weep no more. Little did he know that love was such a glance away, a warm enchanting dance away. And ever since that camp meeting night, hallelujah. Joy comes from extending forgiveness to those who broke our heart last week or as a young person. Can I get an amen? How is it possible to have the joy of Bethlehem when you have the strife of Jerusalem. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Remember the termites. Pull that lumber off. But if I put sheetrock on it and paint it, no, 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 no. Giving to the known and the unknown fills our life with joy. This is such an incredible flock. I'm struck. by the various income levels, and yet still in each income level here, they'll come to me and say, Pastor, I have $250 to give to this saint. And I go to Grace and said, Oh, Grace, tell that saint we have $150 for him. Aren't you glad you don't live with me? <laughs> this is why, because people in a cherished position that I have must realize that God knows it was 250. So typically what I do is to the giver, they'll say, it's not anonymous, uh, to the giver, 
and to the receiver. And sometimes the person that receives has throughout the months given. As it should be. And the joy. And some that have great ability give also with joy. To the known and the unknown. The service manager at Safeway Western Union, I got her now with tears rolled out of her eyes. When we mail, we send money to Peter. The other day he said, oh, Brother Mulkey, I'm having a conference, having Africans. It's COVID. Nobody here has any money. I want to bring them in and encourage them. I know where you're going, Peter, but he doesn't even leave it to that. He says, whatever peoples can do. And I love the fact, it's just a, for that seven or eight bucks, I like it. He gets it that night. And I told uh, Andrea, and uh, says, Peter, I said, yeah, send it to Peter. So she, I said, Andrea, one of the times when he comes, I'm going to take him over to meet you. Because she's done this a dozen or 15 times. And I said, Andrea, the reason why I get here right at 9.05, because it opens at 9. I get here. I, I plan my morning to get to Safeway when it opens at 9. Because that means at 5 o'clock in Kenya, they get chicken. They get, they get chicken at 5 o'clock. I don't, mumble, I don't, you know, no, no, no. I'm out the door, Grace. I'm there. I'm going to be Andrea's first customer. I'm right there in line at 9, at, at nine o'clock. I think, oh, he's, I, sometimes we forward you the, the, the text that he sends, and he just goes on and on and on and on. He says, oh, the chicken. Said, yeah, I know. <laughs> Who do you think has the most joy? It's a tie. Peter and I, we have similar joy. I have joy because how you are such a giving flock to me. Fills my heart with joy every day. Not just every week. And on this point, I know I'm preaching to the quartet. But you and I know that giving to the known and the unknown fills our life with joy. Keep it up. Joy comes from surrender. I can't see your teeth, so I don't know if you're smiling at me or what's going on here, but what about this? Husbands. Husbands. Closed circuit for husbands. Joy comes from loving and being loved. That's not as loud as our Zoom meeting. <laughs> Joy comes from knowing our children are walking in the truth. I put the verse down, and I realized John was perhaps talking of spiritual children, but I'm talking of both. When in this flock we hear that a brother or a sister is uh, being touched by God's grace, has an answer to prayer, and sharing and helping and being part of God's faithfulness, it brings us joy from knowing that our brothers and sisters and our children are walking in the truth. Flag that verse in 1 John 
chapter 2. Joy comes from getting together with God's wonderful people. Joy does not come from staying home alone. I know this, uh, you know, the exception is this COVID season. I understand that. I understand. But joy comes from congregating. It's not the same as watching a sermon on the screen or listening to it on audio. Joy comes from sharing, receiving, and giving, being prayed for, praying for someone else. Just the set of music that's encouraged us to worship today amplifies the value of congregating, of fellowship. Joy comes from Christ's second return. Some of the old pioneers, even in the first century, thought, well, he's coming. He's coming soon. Paul writes in Thessalonians, okay, but there's a few things that have to happen. Some of those great songs that came from plantations. The only cause for joy was knowing that chariot was going to swing low. They were going to get in. And then that chariot was going to swing high and evermore be with the Lord. <laughs> that was because they knew there's only one more river to cross. And when they crossed it, they would be in heaven forever. Wow. We could be influenced by that joy. All right. I'd like to now go to the sermon. My intro is over. Your joy is being depleted as I speak. Joy. Christ's birth bringing eternal life. What about God's surprises? God's surprises. Wow. In the mail, in the maternity ward, at the marriage altar, or before you get to the marriage altar. God's surprises in the hospital. God's surprises on people's connection. That sister we were praying for, God healed her. That payment that you had to make that you did not have the money for, God brought in the funds. I love God's surprises. Joy. Let our attitude be always tweaking positive. Uh, references Philippians. James, count it all joy when you fall into different times of testing. Remember what we said. God is always aware of every detail in our life. What about memories? Joy comes from memories. Joy comes from flock identity. We think about our sweet brothers and sisters. Think about Joan praying for us in Colorado. Think about the sweet fellowship. We think about a person that did not necessarily have tuck and roll, not necessarily have the finest of this world's goods, thankful that she's with a son and is staying warm. Joy comes from 
flock identity. Joan, being so joyful. I'm praying for you, Pastor. How are you doing, Pastor Mulkey? Good. Are you sure? That's not what I hear from Grace. No, she doesn't. How are you doing? And as we heard again in our prayer meeting yesterday, we know that Joan is praying for all of us every day. She gives herself to prayer. Flock identity. You remember those among our flock, and it brings joy to us. We talked about children walking in the truth. Joy comes from God leading in our lives. The reason why I put Matthew 2.10 down, because it says, again, when they saw that the star had reappeared, they were filled with joy. The Magi were led by the star. A few minutes more. The Magi were led by the star, filled with joy, and then they discussed with Herod the place of where he should be born. And Herod saying, come back, and I'll, I'm going to trick you. And when they went, what happened? When the star reappeared, they rejoiced. I want to say this. God's leading in our lives is a cause for joy. He has begun to lead you. He will continue to lead you. And when you feel like it's a COVID tunnel, he is still going to lead you and I. It's a cause for joy to know he leadeth me. Yes, leadeth me. Joy comes from mutual submission in marriage. Amen, husbands? Which, which, which means when your wife has a good idea, we submit. When we have a good idea, we submit to our wife still. Amen. We mutual submission in marriage. In closing, and it's not all that we could say about this passage, but it's a familiar one to you. In Luke 15, there was joy when the shepherd found the one that left the 90 and 9 and was lost. When he found him, he says to his companions, Rejoice with me. I have found the sheep that was lost. You know what I thought about? I bet that one sheep that was lost, he had a lot of joy also. I just put vocation, not, you know, I'm not interfering with our, our chief shepherd. When God gives us a blessing, a connection, a renewal and favor in our vocation, how many know it's a cause for joy? Secondly, in Luke 15, joy when the woman found the lost coin. I put identity restored. If you look up what the commentators say, the drachma was one of ten on a chain that the woman would wear sometimes uh, across her forehead, indicating I'm a married woman. No wonder she lit a candle and searched diligently, swept that dirt floor. When she found it, she called together. <laughs> the women of the word said, Rejoice with me. My identity is restored. 
And in these two occasions, you know what Jesus said? Likewise, there is joy in heaven. Can you imagine that? You know when heaven lights up? When a sinner repents. Yeah. And written in the Lamb's book of life. Likewise, there is joy in heaven. I thought, that's amazing. And then joy when the lost son comes home. There is joy when our family is united. Identity restored, more than a coin, a drachma. The other day, Grace was helping me decorate the Christmas tree. And she reached in to help, left the music books. Her ring fell off and into the tree. Not just a ring, mind you. Not just a drachma. But the 120-year-old diamond that her great-grandmother saved her house with in the Depression. I said, okay, I'm going to leave the place of prayer. Shake the branches like we shake the trees at the house of God. And the next morning she said, I found my ring. The drachma. Take from this this morning. We have joy when our identity is realized. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. Let us stand. Thank you for enduring me to speak on this third Advent Sunday on joy.